What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the show. In this edition of Near Falls with D. Hall, we sit down with three-time All-American and national champion, Connor Craig. In this episode, he talks about the crazy twists and turns that came throughout his wrestling career, especially when he got into college. From starting his career at Wheeling Jesuit University with stories that include Mr. Coach Irwin, Danny Irwin, Mr. Dom Nania, who I just recently had on the podcast. Go back and check that out. Very cool episode. Uh, and Tyler Alberts. There's so many different stories along the line here. Jake Ely, the Waters family, um, Ty McGeary. There's so many different stories uh, within this whole interview. I really think you guys are going to enjoy it. And, and Connor speaks so passionately about the sport of wrestling. And he really gives some good advice in here. If you're a young res- wrestler listening out there. Uh, definitely check it out. It's a pretty cool episode. Enjoy, guys. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into Near Falls with D. Hall, a wrestling podcast. Here we go. Welcome to Near Falls with D. Step on in, wrestle with the need to win. We're talking near falls with D. Hall. Ready or not, he's here to brawl. What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome into another edition of Near Falls with D. Hall, a wrestling podcast. Joining me today by myself, might I add, no Markies. No, Mr. Smith, just my good buddy, Connor Craig. Connor, how are you, sir? Oh, living my best life. That's all you can do. I love it. I love it. Uh, before we dive right into Connor's career, so excited to just have him on, talk about uh, really everything that he became uh, going into the Wheeling area out of college or into college. Uh, Cincinnati, born and raised, uh, you know. The Steelers took them out yesterday, but we won't talk about that. We might, you know, I have to bust his balls. I'm cool. cheering on the Steelers. A lot of people, a lot of people know I'm a Steelers fan. Okay. I love that. That's what I'm talking about, Connor Craig. I okay. could root, root for We're some. starting off off the good foot right off the bat, my man. Right. <laughs> so, obviously, you're a four-time All-American, national champ. We're going to get into all that, right? Yep. Um, but you started somewhere, uh, and that – Obviously, we Cincinnati, Ohio, right? Uh, where did you kind of get your start in the sport of wrestling? Yeah, so my little small town, Reading, in Cincinnati, you know, my dad's friend, his son came home with a flyer. You know, I was about four years old, and he was like, hey, I'm taking Blaine to wrestling practice. And, you know, my dad, he was a pretty good uh, wrestler in high school and whatnot. And you know, he's like, oh, they got wrestling at this, you know, little town school. He's like, yeah, I'll take Connor up there. And, you know, I started four years old and, you know, I tried out my sports of, you know, basketball, football, like every little kid. And then, you know, got to a point where, well, you got to choose one. So, you know, I'd, I don't feel like I had much of a choice, but my dad was like, yep, we're going to wrestle. And, you know, I wasn't I wasn't against it. So, I mean, it seemed to work out for me. So not too bad. 
obviously it seemed to work out for you kind of uh guided you to what you are today and obviously you know the man that's put together is something special uh so talking about your start you're in cincinnati ohio uh when did you kind of figure out that you know you really started to like the sport over all the other sports i mean i think you know, it's not that I liked it more. I think just the kind of kid I was, I had that, you know, that mentality. And I was kind of a you know, little brat kid. So it fit my personality pretty well. Just like, you know, a lot of little wrestlers learn. But, you know, I think I quit basketball in sixth grade or fifth grade right around there. And you know, I had to, had to choose because I was running from basketball practice right after school. And you got wrestling practice. I'm like the wrestling practice because of that. And they're like, yeah, we can't do that no more. So. I, I think I decided I just want to wrestle. So, no, so you've always been like a tall and lanky kid. So, what when you were in high school, did the high school basketball coach try to grab you or did he know you were a wrestler? No, I went, I went to Cincinnati Elder pretty specifically just to wrestle. I mean, that, yeah. yeah, they, I don't think I would have been too good at them. I mean, I went to that, it's an all guy Catholic high school. They're big. I got you. They're really, you go there to play a sport and, that's what you stick with. So basketball, I wouldn't have even been close. So talk about that process, man. When did you figure out like you were going to go to that school uh, specifically for wrestling? Obviously, you had some type of talent in wrestling before you went there. Right. Yeah. So um, I was I went to my public high school my freshman year. You know, we had mm-hmm. financial issues and, you know, Catholic private school. It's kind of expensive. And, you know, there's uh, my dad was like, we'll send you here. We'll figure out where you want to go, where you need to go, because there's a school called Moeller, and I was going to go to them. They were really good, you know. Me oh, Moeller, Ohio, yes, sir. I wrestled with them, you know, my whole youth program and junior high. So when uh, we figured out I wasn't going to go to Moeller my freshman year, it was kind of a letdown for me. But, you know, my I took the freshman year. I did two visits. I went to LaSalle, and I went to Elder. And, you know, obviously LaSalle, they're right now in Ohio, they're pretty top-notch program. They were when I was there, too, so – you know, my dad wanted me to go to there for a coach. His name is Avery Zirkle. You know, I wrestled with him a little bit, a club called Golden Cross. You know, they were really good. And I decided, you know, Elder, it's a, it's a lot better fit. The, the people there, you know, not saying LaSalle wasn't good, but for me personally, I thought Elder was a better fit for me. And, you know, I have my best friend I grew up with, Austin Murphy. He was a, he wrestled down in Campbell right now. He was a round of 12-er two years ago. You know, he's coming back right now, wrestling 174 or so. Me and him were back to back, you know, all through high school. So that's kind of who got me better. And, you know, same to him. So it wasn't until then I started making some strides. When you got to college, you jumped another level. You were a really successful high school wrestler. You were 108 and 30. You eclipsed the uh, century mark. Um, two times state qualifier, one time state place winner. Now, I've not had too many people on from Ohio. Uh, talk about that state tournament. What's it like out there? Um, what makes it tough? And why is it a little bit different than obviously, you know, a little, a bunch about the PA side of things. Yep. Uh, why is Ohio a little bit different? You know, with PA having AAA and AA, you know, those kids, you know, PA, it's like right now, PA has it under control. But when I was in high school, you know, I like my senior year was David Carr won it. He beat me up in the semis and you had Jaden Maddox getting second, uh, Connor Brady getting third, and then I got fourth behind that. So 
um i mean just you know at that time you know you got your david cars and these big names and you know mentally i was like man i can i can never beat these guys even before i went in the match because you know my lifestyle wasn't what theirs was in the summer where they're training non-stop they're wrestling all year round traveling you know i go home in the summer or out of season i'm riding dirt bikes i'm working on cars i'm doing everything you know a really good wrestler shouldn't be doing but i just enjoyed my life and you know that's i tell a lot of kids you know that's what really pushed me to be better once i got to college because i could you know enjoy everything and it helped it helped me out personally it doesn't help everybody but mm -hmm. so obviously you had to make a decision when you went to college what made willing jesuit the right school for you at the time um because i didn't have any other offers to be honest so right. that's so a lot of credit to sean doyle you know he uh he was the one coach that gave me a chance. There's a funny story about how I got recruited there. You know, I'm all about funny stories. Let me hear it. I went to uh, my mom signed me up for their summer camp in Wheeling, West Virginia. Like, who would have thought? Like, why would I go there? And I didn't know. So sign me up, and I'm wrestling the high school kids in the camp. You know, beating them up and whatnot. And Dominania was like, "Hey, do you want to wrestle?" He saw me. He was like, "Hey, do you want to wrestle with the college guys after after the session?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll wrestle with them." And, you know, me and him go, and I might have got the better of him that go. And then, you know, I got some other college guys coming after me, and, you know, I'm hanging with them, maybe get some of them, and they're getting me. So Coach Doyle and uh, Dom were like, man, we need to recruit that guy. Like, you know, he's pretty he's pretty good. So that's what started it. And, you know, I kind of – I I fell kind of in love with it. Sean, Coach Doyle was just – he could – he was such a good communicator, and, he believed in me a lot and, you know, I, more than I believed in myself. So I think that was like one of the biggest things. And, you know, when you're getting recruited and like me and that time in Ohio, you hear a name like Ty Warner, like everybody, everybody knows who's Ty Warner is. He's this, he's number one in the nation. He's three times state champ at that point. He's like, he's going to Wheeling Judge. And I'm like, damn, like I can be on that same team. Like, why not? So when I was hearing that, I kind of bought in right away and I'm like, man, that'd be so awesome to, get to be on the same team together so you know i think i did one official visit and was like yep so i don't care i'm coming here it's my only and another thing was i had two knee surgeries my uh junior year so my senior year was up in the air didn't know what i was going to do if i'd be healthy if i can wrestle was like, i can't risk you know another bad season and having no offers because i wasn't going to go to college if i couldn't afford it obviously so you know i was like oh i'm going to sign early you know cement it and it's gonna it'll get me to the next level which was ultimately the goal so that's how that worked out for me i loved it super interesting story uh i just had don nanny on great dude uh you know you talk about ty warner obviously man he's a big part of your journey along this uh path here talk about your friendship uh, with him and before that uh you talked about you kind of had like a little rivalry with the dude. So yeah. Talk about that whole thing. And I'm kind of interested to hear this story. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it was over a fucking girl at first. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, that's how it was. And, you know, me, you know, I'm everybody's competitive. And, you know, he was the man. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, I'm the man. Like, I want to be the man. And, you know, I, I think it was a super respective, like, mutual, not hate, but like, oh, like, you saw each other in themselves. Like me and him were such good friends because 
you know, we're the same person. And we saw that, you know, it's maybe it's you shy away from it at first, but eventually you just like grow together. And I mean, that's exactly what we did. You know, we might have wanted to kill each other at times, but damn it, we we did everything together. We grew together. You know, we won national titles together, team trophies. Like it's one of the, you know, that's one of my best friends for life. And it's it's a crazy story. I mean, we got stories for days between me and him. Well, give me your best. I was just going to say, give me your best Ty Warner story. Oh, man. There's so many. And anyway. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to table that. <laughs> Think about that as we keep talking. Right. And then we're going to bring that back as okay. we end towards your thing. And you know what? I just texted Dom Nania, too. And he, I said, got Connor Craig on tonight. He said, ask him about lighting me up whenever he is a camping recruited. We just fucking talked about that, dude. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, good stuff, man. But he's the one that got me my my scholarship, so I appreciate him. <laughs> Dom, Dom, yeah, Dom's good, dude, man. Good oh, awesome, dude. dude. Um, so you started at Wheeling Jesuit, man. You start to figure things out really quickly, obviously. Uh, jump levels uh, incredibly fast. Uh, coming out of high school, one-time uh, place winner, obviously very tough weight class. Yeah. Um, but right off the bat, man, 26-8, and eight, ain't too shabby as a freshman. Uh, talk about that year and, um, you know, how you started to be maturate as a college wrestler. You know, I think it was – I don't know what it was. I think maybe like, you know, in high school, kids would try to in practice, like get after me and in college. Now you're like, you're the little guy with seniors and whatnot. And they would do that. And I'm like, I'm not gonna let them do that. So it kind of brought out like a new aggression. I mean, I'd be after them. I'd be, Oh, you're not going to take me down. I'm going to get you blah, blah, blah. And like a lot of people, they don't see my freshman year. You know, they just saw, all me kind of hop on the scene and win a national title at first, which isn't the case at all. My freshman year was, you know, I wrestled 57 and I was cutting weight. I'm, I was probably six one wrestling 157, and I was, you know, I did good, but there was something in me missing, and that was always a confidence. You know, I never had that confidence about, you know, I believed in my training, I believed I could go beat guys, and my freshman year I didn't believe that, you know. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know how to look at rankings. I'm never that kind of guy. I'd, that's not like it's hard. You know, you hear about, oh, you're ranked this now. And I'm like, well, I don't know who this guy has to go wrestle next. But, you know, he was a returning All-American from Gannon, like my freshman national duels. Had no idea who he was. And, you know, I beat him in overtime. And they're, like, making a big deal. And I had no clue. So now that I have a clue, I'm like, uh-oh, now I got to wrestle him to make the nationals. And my confidence was like, Nah, it's not there because now I'm in my head. Like, I maybe I shouldn't have beat this guy the first time. And, you know, I ended up not making it to the national my freshman year. I lost to a kid uh, in the before the quarters at regional my freshman year. And I had him first match the second day. I tech him in the second period. You know, it's, I'm like, I don't know how I, it, it was just a big mental thing. And with that confidence, I didn't have it. So fast forward to that summer. I was I mean, gonna say, when did you figure it out? Because obviously you figured it out quickly, dude. Yeah. I mean, after after that regionals, I went back to school and like that weekend I decompressed and was like, what do I have to change? And I committed to the one thing my dad always told me to do was you need to lift weights. A lot of people know, like I I took my lifting seriously and that was the thing. You know, I I think that's what brought that confidence in me. Cause I 
you know, I was a skinny. I'm 6'2". I'm skinny as hell. I'm like, I, you know, the girls are like, oh, you're skinny, ew, whatever. And like, <laughs> I want to prove a point. And I just want to get big. So I started lifting every day during the summer. And, you know, I went from 57 to 74. Another funny story, Coach Irwin wanted me to go – or I wanted to go 65, right? Right. And I was like, you got a little bit bigger. You need to cut weight, cut weight. I don't know why I had this in my head, but – he was like, you need to go 65. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go in to Coach Irwin and say, you need to give me a wrestle off for 65. And he was like, well, I don't know. And then I was like, well, if you don't give me that, then I'm going to look elsewhere. You know what I mean? And I was serious, but he's like, we'll, we'll go. We'll have you go 74 and we'll see how it works. And, you know, I started lifting and that that's what it was, that confidence where I'm like, I put in the time in the room. I lift hard. I'm doing everything right. And I, once that started going, I saw change my body just continued and progressed. And I'm like, I, you know, I started believing like, yeah, I am the man. Like no one's stronger than me now. And, you know, no one's going to out wrestle me. So one thing after another, it, it compounded. And, you know, that, that was, that was officially the start of my career, I believe. Okay. So, all right. That's, that's a, that's a lot to unpack. You start to build your strength. Uh, did so? Do you think your wrestling was always there, and you were like, "All right, I've never picked up a weight before." As soon as you picked up the weight, that was kind of the flip. Absolutely. I'll, uh, so you no. never like you never lifted weights in high school or any of that stuff. You could you could call my coach right now, and and he would. I was the one to sit with the coaches while everybody else is lifting, and I'm just dicking around with you know worried about cutting weight. <laughs> That's all it was. I was one of them people. Even my freshman year, I'm like, I'm yeah. not lifting. Like that shit's too heavy. I always, <laughs> that shit's too heavy, man. I don't want to move that. Right. I love it. Uh, so you come in. Uh, talk about the start of that season, man. You freaking were on a tear right off the rip. Um, obviously, you found it. Yeah. When did you realize, like, I'm gonna win a national title this year? I mean, I never. I never thought I was going to, and still, like, I didn't believe I was going to. I was lifting with my best friend, Devin Uzlak. You know, that week they come out with the final rankings right before uh, Nationals, and I was ranked second, and I swear I didn't – I stopped working out. I stopped lifting. My stomach shrunk. It, I, I was like, there's no way. Like, they got me ranked second. It was, like, the most anxious and exciting thing because – I never been ranked like that. I never had any of that. I'm like, oh my god! And then instantly the thoughts of like, man, if people like they're gonna see me ranked, they expect me to get second. It's like, can I? And that was the first thing. I'm like, man, so I don't want. Do so that's a big thing, dude. And let's break this down because there's a lot of young wrestlers. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is important, man. The, the mental hurdle that is in the sport of wrestling. I think about this all the time. Uh, some guys that just have it and they can't figure it out mentally. That's yeah. a big thing in this sport. Uh, Huge. Talk about that. I'm, you know, it's hard to, you know, you can say your story and what you feel. And for me, yeah. I never believed, like, I was the man. I never thought, like, oh, I'm going to go in. I'm going to kill this guy. There's always a doubt. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me, once I just started wrestling, it, like, all my matches at Nationals were just blackouts. I can't remember anything. It's just, you know what you've done. You've done the work. You just let it fly. I tell everybody, if you're not having fun, then what are you doing this for? In practice, 
I'm nonstop messing with everybody, you know, trying to smile, have a good time. Because if you're not, then you're not going to progress. It's going to be miserable. And, I mean, that's a that's the biggest thing for me. Like, I go out there and, you know, you can't get discouraged from, you know, you get taken down first. And that's happened, I think, at NAP, the year I won it. I got taken down first every single match besides the finals and the semis. <laughs> In the semis, I get dumped right Your coach off. Your Erwin's probably in the corner pulling his fucking hair out. Yeah. <laughs> in the semis, I was dressed in the same cloud kid. He dumped me right on my head, and then he ended up getting two. I got up, shook my head, and I'm like, got back in the center, and I made it happen. I, I beat him like nine to two with almost five minutes of riding time. You just got to keep wrestling. You know, you can't – one little thing, a reversal, that's what switched it for me. Now I'm like, all right, it's tight. I'm not letting this – I'm not letting this lead go. I'm up on riding time, and it just starts compounding. You know, you just got to keep wrestling. It can't tense up or be like, oh, man, I can't go for this because what if I do get taken down? Yeah, what if you do? You just keep wrestling. And it's hard to instill that in someone's mind because, you know, me growing up, if I got taken down first, guaranteed I'm losing. So that's – it's a hard thing to get in the kid's head. And I think for me – you need to tell a kid to have fun. If you're not out there smiling, you know, we play dodgeball before practice and, you know, me and Ty McGeary, I'm trying MMA stuff. I'm trying to do anything during practice just to get a laugh. Uh, it. You know, it keeps it, it keeps it entertaining. Cause if everything's yeah. so serious, it's that, that mental game, it, it starts tearing down. So smile here and there, it, it gives you some life. And that for me, I, that's what I always tried to do man that's a fantastic answer and young kids listen out there man if you're not having fun figure it out and have fun i love that great answer ty i mean connor we've talked we just talked about that uh so you won the national title talk about that moment uh in a vacuum that has to be like no other experience on uh on this earth i'm sure i i mean if i could remember it I would love to love to give you a better answer on it, but <laughs> it was a pure blackout. You know, I I think the only moment I really remember is like I was riding them in the last couple seconds, and I took them out of bounds. And there was like two seconds left, and I look over at the uh, clock, and I raise my arms up, and I'm like, "Hey, that's like that's it. There's two seconds left. Like I did it." And I remember that like very vividly, and I saw everybody cheering and. You know, it was super cool to, you know, not just me win it, but Ty won it that same day. And, you know, that's something forever. I got posters of it I'll cherish. And I don't know, at that moment, like, that was like, damn. I still, those doubts were like, should I have won? Like, why? Like, I shouldn't have won. How did I win? And, you know, it just goes back to, you know, you know it, your lifting's good. You know you train hard. I'm not going to give up a takedown of practice without getting it back. It's it's those little things, you know, I used to do like 40 or 50 pull-ups after every practice. It's those little things that you do that, you know, will eventually make that difference. And you remember that. So that's an, that's an important thing to tell people. Also pouring concrete in the summer. I poured concrete in the summer and then lifted every night. And I'm like, no one does concrete, dude. I love it. And like, it made me stronger. My back was a lot stronger every, and I always remember like, God, those nights were awful, but it all, you know, you look back and it all pays off. Good stuff. All right, man. So 
the highest of highs, you win a national title, uh, you come home, uh, your boy wins a national title, you guys come home, uh, and they cut the program out from underneath you guys. I've talked about this a few times with a couple other guys, uh, obviously Coach Irwin and uh, Ty. Uh, what was it like for you in particular? I mean, I, I'm a very brutally honest man. You know, a lot of people were sad. I was I was excited. I was like, I was like, you mean like this just happened, you know, like I said at the beginning of that year, you know, I wanted to go 165. Yeah. Well, Coach Irwin, you know, if you don't give me a guaranteed wrestle off when I want it, you know, I'm gonna look elsewhere. I'm gonna want my permission to talk for him. So like, you know, initially I had that relationship where I'm like, you know, maybe elsewhere is better for me. You know, mm -hmm. I just want a national title now and I'm like, now I really have an opportunity to go somewhere else that, you know, I could ride things going to be best. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take that opportunity. You know, I'm 21 years old, you know, I'm right. I was a young kid and, you know, and that didn't work out best for me, but you know, that's how you learn. And, yeah. you know, I've told him that and I was like, yeah, I'm, I get to go elsewhere. And I was, I remember we were in a, you know, they started tearing up all the mats in our room that like that week or that day, something, and I told him like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna commit to St. Cloud, because they were after me, and he, you know, he couldn't speak of where he was going, what he was doing, and you know, I was right. like, well, I got to make a decision by this date, unless I was my scholarship, so I had to make that decision. And for that time being, <laughs> I was signed to St. Cloud. I really? signed, I was signed. I sent my letter over to. Oh no uh, shit! I didn't know that. That's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. I, I was signed. I was like committed to it. And Ty, I remember Ty texted me. He was like, Hey, I'm really happy for you. And I knew like he didn't want to go, but I'm like, this is the best opportunity for me. You know, I won a national title and my dumb, naive young mind. I was like, well, I deserve a team title now. So I'm going to go to the best program and get a guaranteed team title. And, you know, I signed <laughs> Ty's like Connor. And he always calls me randomly late at night. He's like, hey, what about UPJ? <laughs> I shit you not. I'm like, but if you go to UPJ, I'll call this coach right now and tell him I'm not coming. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. That same night, I was like, you want to go there? He's like, hell yeah. Like, that was our plan. He wanted to go to UPJ. You know, you got Brendan Howard, Ty, Ely, uh, Chris Eddins, yeah. Devin. Ty McGeary, and then me, you know, I was like, hell yeah. Not to mention led by one of the greats, right? Exactly. Coach McCore, he's, you know, he's a special, special guy. I'm very thankful for what he did for me. And I was like, you know what? We're going there. The PA wrestling, you know, where you got all these resources around it. You know, maybe I was a little compulsive and I made a quick decision I shouldn't have. And, you know, I ended up doing with St. Cloud. And I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to UPJ. I texted that coach. I was like, "Hey, coach, you know, I, I'm, I made a mistake. You know, I, I want to go elsewhere. I think I made a quick decision." He's like, "You know, I could ruin your career." And you know, at that at that time, I didn't know that, but he very well could have. He could have been like, "Screw this! Like, I'm blocking you. You know, you're signed here. Right. Here, you're gonna lose a year." I mean, imagine that. I would have, right? I would have been bad. So, you know, I didn't even think of those outcomes. You know, I, I was just like, I'm going to do what's best for me and screw them. 
which is right. stupid, but now I see it and I'm thinking you're talking all mature, Mr. Connor Craig. I love it. <laughs> Growing up quick. Man, that's awesome. Uh so you decide you go to UPJ, and that was the whirlwind year, right? You guys have a great like good year. You you're running into nationals, shit's looking nice. You guys are all wrestling good, and then the big black wave of COVID hits. Boom. Talk about uh, the cancellation of the tournament. You were, I believe, let me check my records, the two seed? I uh, know. That year I was four seed. Four, four seed. seed. Yep. Four okay. Seed. Four seed. Yeah. I got to mix up from your uh, freshman year. Uh, so you're the four seed. Out of 184. So I, that was right. this year bumping up, too. So so when you went up, you're obviously you went up, you kept lifting, so that filled out nice, right? Yep. Eight um, every night, and I loved it. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, we're gonna talk about that later because you know me, I got a little belly on me. I talk about food. I love food. I man. think I got one growing here soon. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad thing, buddy. Uh, so you talk about you go to UPJ. What was it like navigating that season? Then boom. Uh, I mean, you guys obviously thought you had one of the best teams in the country. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean. Our dual team, you know, we did we did good, you know, but you know we wrestled Rutgers, and you know we kind of got beat up here and there. Well, at least I did, you know. I it was my first time up at 184, and I don't even I didn't even really fill out 84 at that point. You know, I was still a little smaller guy, and then I go and wrestle St. Cloud, you know, number one guy in the nation at 184. And I swear, if this was on, <laughs> we're at Journeyman, and this video was on the mat, and I try blast Elvin this guy out of bounds kind of and he launched me up and launched me over my over my feet were in the air and i've never been pinned in college and i did get pinned in that match and it was all off camera and i'm so glad it worked because it would have been everywhere on every highlight reel i don't care <laughs> i got launched and it was nuts but i was so excited for that year you know the tournament team that's what we were everybody you know we're all going to peak at the right time and coach mccord preached that he was like you guys don't need to worry. I mean, these matches happen and, you know, we're all going to peak when we need to. And I, I really believe that. And, you know, one of those reasons, like little time of gear, freshman Ty, he was my drill partner every day. And then when he, uh, he went home after that first semester, I was like, damn it, Ty, like I needed him. And you know, that, that was, that kind of transcended into, you know, our West live careers. But I was like, you know, I felt ready, but mentally was like, was I ready? I didn't, I didn't fully believe it because I felt like I didn't prepare. You know, I was losing matches during the year. I lost in the regional finals the week before. So when the cancellation comes, you know, at that point, I was like, man, UPJ wasn't the right choice for me. I didn't believe in myself. You know, again, I'm like, you mean to tell me I get to go home after this weekend? And so you were, you were low key happy, bro. I You're was, a freaking nut. I was. I, and a lot of people, like, they know, a lot of people know, like, people want to wrestle. And I'm like, right. oh, I didn't want to wrestle. So I'm glad it didn't happen, you know. Right. I don't know right. why it worked out for me. God was like, Connor, you don't want to go to UPJ or uh, you don't want to wrestle this weekend? Here. Here's your answer to both of them. I'm like, oh, what man. is I, – I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what is happening? That's no disrespect to UPJ. It's just I missed what I had with Coach Irwin. Right. And – and that's a great transition, man. So let's talk about, um, obviously, Coach Irwin's an implement of your college career like no yeah. other. Um, 
when did you decide, okay, UPJ is not the right place? Obviously, the COVID thing happened and you moved over. Man, that uh, you reunite with Coach Irwin, that had to be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah I mean, I was so happy. You know, the, the energy we had at Wheeling was amazing. So I'm like, you know, I thought I could get new energy. Turns out it wasn't what I needed. So I'm like, man, let's, let's go back, Ty. He was like, hell yeah, we do need to go back. So we decided that, you know, kind of together. We did everything together. So that was really cool attribute to our relationship because, you know, it wasn't just one decision. So we decided, yeah, we need to go back. You know, that's our old team. You know, the energy was good. He helped us. You know, that's credit to Sean Dool. You know, Sean had the choice of who to bring in. And Coach Earn was – he was the right man to bring in. And, you know – everywhere how good of a coach he is how good of a person he is you know obviously <laughs> me and ty had our relationships with coach Irwin, and everybody's is different and you know he understood that and everybody else understood that and it worked for us so we're like we need that back we need that it was i think it was a comfort thing for me you know with him in the corner i knew you know i knew my training would be right i knew he'd be helping us peak when we needed to peak i knew all that would be right so it was like a very comforting and soothing thing to be back with the team and the energy. It was just, I missed it and we had to go back to it. And I had to bring a little time of Gary along with it. That's <laughs> that was one thing I had. Man, to- we talked about a little time of Gary. He ain't little anymore, no, though. He ain't not. little. Uh, talk about your relationship with time of Gary, man. That's one of my best buddies in the whole world. Mm-hmm. I love that kid to death. Uh, he's something special, isn't he? Oh, God. And I'm, ever since my what is it my freshman year alberts brought me to gladiators to wrestle and ty mcgear was in high school he just plays and you know we're around the same weight. i don't know what weight he wrestled but justin's like connor beat the hell out of him i'm like well we're gonna wrestle so you know he obviously was a little bit younger and maybe i did beat him up i can't quite remember but I'll, i'll forget he got me one time in the end so i'm like damn like you know this kid's got something and you know, going in to, uh, to West Lib, he was just at UPJ. You know, that was our first year together, his first year in college. I'm like, he's going to be good. Like, I, I want him here. I need him here. Like, that's he's going to help me. I'm going to help him. I know what he has or what he's capable of. So, like, not a lo- Coach Herman didn't just recruit him. I was like, hey, I'm going to West Lib. You're coming with me. You don't have a choice, basically. <laughs> and, and I'm glad he did make that choice because – I mean, I knew what he was capable of, and he helped me so much. And how he trains, how he lives, how he wrestles, just everything to a T. He's such a good kid. And, I mean, that's why this past my senior year, I was like, McGeary, where are you living next year? It's like, you're going to come live with me and Ty. And, <laughs> that's gonna be. and, you know, hanging with them and getting close with them, being a better friend, it just – it helped everything. And then, you know, he didn't, he didn't get away from me at all in that practice – it's every day with me. We just go back and forth all day. Man, that's that's awesome. And you know what? He's turned into quite a little golfer, man. He's starting to hit a nice yeah. little baby draw, man. He's, he's, he's got a little game to him. He's got a natural. Don't sleep on time, man. Yeah. I told him. He's pretty good, man. He, he We played in that West Lib out, and he carried us for the first, like, three or four holes, dude. He was fucking swinging good. The last time I played with him, that might have been last year, and, and we were right there. He's probably, he's probably past me now, but. I told him it's like, hey, I'm the, I got that uh that adult swing and the 
the work swing. That's right. So you have the old man swing now, man. You can play as much as you want. He's in college. He's a little bit tougher. He's yeah, got classes. Wrestling's coming up. You're going to get him. I get to progress now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so let's continue down the path here, man. You go over to you or um, West Lib, and it just kind of takes a life of its own over there. Erwin built something really freaking cool, really freaking quick. And, um, man, you guys are starting to place in tournaments. you got a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about your time there and what made the, the Hilltop so special. I mean, what made everybody, what made that in itself so special? We're literally the guys. I mean, you know, our saying, climb the hill, you know, people might find it cliche, but you know, that was our thing. Just like at Wheeling Jesuit is Lucia Lex Vestra at uh, West Lib is climb the hill. And I'll never forget, Coach Herman took that quite literally when, you know, it was snowing one, one winter. And his car got parked or stuck like a mile away. And he ran up these mountains and down a mountain to get up to practice, you know, 45 minutes late, all red and his clothes on, standing in the doors, just looking mad at the world. We're losing. Like, what happened? He's like, I had to run to practice. <laughs> and that was like, you could tell like what, how much he cared and how much everybody else cared and the team, how close we were, you know, it, it's cliche to say, but you know, it's a family. They're so tight and that's, that's what makes the team good. That's why we were able to get fourth place trophy and a third place trophy because, you know, no one was selfish. Right. Our third, second, or backups, they all want the best for everybody. And that's important when you all have that as a whole team because anything that's people selfish or whatnot, it's, you know, it can create negativity anywhere, and that's not going to help at all. Everybody was so excited, cheerful, and, you know, it brought everybody – so close. I mean, them guys wrestle their asses off. I mean, those guys wrestle more than anybody I do. And I'm like, why do you guys wrestle in the summer? Not why do you guys wrestle so much? Go enjoy that rats, man. No, that's it. And they, I mean, it paid off, and it's gonna pay off for them this year, too. Man, I'm excited to watch them this year. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh so as we kind of <laughs> talk about your career, you you do well there, man. You've two-time runner-up. Um Talk about getting to the pinnacle again and just falling short both times. Uh, you know, it was expected, you know, the last two years to, you know, you got to do good. And obviously I right. expect that more, my, more myself than anybody. But, you know, there was the one kid in the way. And I knew, right. I mean, for three years straight, me and him were the, the top dogs at 184. And at Nationals, we would have met at the semis when I was at EPJ. It didn't happen. So I'm like, man, I'm – you know, I'm kind of glad I get to prepare and get ready for, like, you know, next year will be our year when we go for a national title, and that's what it was. And, you know, that first time I lost, you know, I really cannot live with myself because I knew I had more to give. And when you know that deep down, you know, that can eat at you or help you. And it did both. It ate at me to no end. I mean, I I thought about it every night. I'd see the trophy – I'm like, they made me sick. You know, Ty went in and I didn't. You know, I remember Ty coming back after he won. He was like, he wins, I win. That's how it goes. Because I said that in our uh, when I won a national title. If he wins, I win. And he came back after he won his second. I was like, I got it. But I didn't believe it. And I ended up losing. I'm like, damn, I know I had more. I could have got that. I'm, 
you know, I was so mad at myself. I couldn't live with it. I'm like, we got fourth as a team because I lost. I put a lot of blame on myself. So I live with that. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let that happen again. I told everybody, I, said, I want the pressure of if I go and pin this guy in the finals next year, we win a team national title. I want that pressure on me. I want to, I want that. And no, we weren't in that situation with our team, but I was back in the national finals with them. And you know, I was very excited after I won that semis match because I could uh I knew I had another opportunity. And you know, three time in the finals, all my trips and nationals, I was really proud of that. So I was like, I know I I gotta get them. And you know, the year before, I remember being super overwhelmed and jumping excited and getting warmed up. But this past year, you know, I would sit back before the match and I'm like, I I knew I had it in me. I thought I I fully believed it. And, you know, I got taken down right away. You know, it didn't happen the first match. It was nothing like that. So I'm like, damn it. You know, I, now my mentality is different. You know, I can still get this. I can still get back. I can get them. I believed it. So I went for, you know, I went for some moves, went, rode them hard, tried tilting them. I, I, I tried my best and I know I did. And, you know, I, I was so happy with it. I'm like, we got third as a team. You know, I can live with that loss. He was a better man. He beat me. You know, fourth, when we got fourth, you can see the team picture. I wasn't, I didn't want to be in it. I was pissed off, not a smile on my face. But in the third place this past year, you know, I'm holding the trophy. I'm excited. I'm like, it's a good end of my career. I can live with it. And ultimately, that's how it was. I was, the closure is exactly what I needed there. And I'm like, I have it. So I'm glad we got third as a team. I'm bombed. Obviously, I didn't win, and everybody wants to win it because, you know, you win it once. You're like, well, was that supposed to happen? But if I could have done it again, then it's not an accident. It's meant to be. But maybe two final appearances is also meant to be. Who knows? You know what I mean? Man, I think you had a pretty good career, man. Two final appearances, <laughs> a championship, four-time All-American. That's pretty damn good. Right. Or three-time All-American. That's pretty damn good, buddy. Uh, not too shabby at all. Yeah. Um, if you could take one thing from your career and tell it to a younger wrestler, what would it be? Don't cut weight. Never. Do okay. not. Do not cut weight. I tell I tell all the guys on Westlip's team right now, oh, what, what weight do you think I should go? Is I'm going to go this way. Go lift weights. Don't cut weight. Do not do it because you're going to go into practice with your sweats on. You're going to be focused on, oh, I got to get two pounds off tonight. And I'm like, you can ask McGarry. He's cutting 74 the night before, and I'm having a fat steak dinner with rice, you know, getting energized. And you know, I, just, I, I I, preach it. Do not cut weight. It'll make you hate the sport. I think that's what screwed me up in high school because I was like, you know, I need to cut weight, need to get down, smaller weight, smaller guys. It just sucked the life out of me. But when I started lifting, it that was what shot me up. And I'll, I'll live by that to the day I die. Very interesting take, man. I love that. Great, great uh, answer to that question. Uh, now we got some rapid fire questions. And the first question I got, and I've given you a little bit of time to think about it. Yep. Give me your favorite Ty Warner story. Mm. So, I mean, he he talked about some of the things like with the <laughs> – 
I mean, he talked about the story, but it's so funny not because that's the story I remember too. With Jake Ely at she. Yes, give me your side of the story. I'm pumped you brought it up. This is wild. Oh, we'll never forget. This. <laughs> so Jake, we're getting our food and um, we're just waiting. And so sheets have their like their orders, and they got this like random stand in the middle of the floor. <laughs> At that time, we were looking at the spicy pickles and the regular pickles, and you know, it just thought of like, oh, that's the pickle rack. So that's what we designated it as. And these two kids come in, you know, with their they thought they had like some hot shot car, a little Mazda, talking about, oh, I spent 20 grand on this and whatnot. And they, those kids leave. We're like, get the fuck out of here. These two kids, they come back just looking for trouble. So we're like, all right. <laughs> They call it, say, Ely's number, all oh, 72. He goes up <laughs> to get it. Them guys are at ordering it. He picks up his food, and he's walking past, and he just sh- shoulder checks him like no other. Intentional as hell. They knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and those guys push him so hard <laughs> right into that pickle rack. Ely's laying sideways in this center section. <laughs> And they start putting the blame on us, saying everything. But I'm not kidding you. Ely was face first, and all these pickles, his legs were up. <laughs> and he's just like, "What the hell is going on?" And, oh um, my goodness! I couldn't help but laugh. And then Sheets employed. It's like four in the morning, also. And right. Sheets employees like, "Get the hell out of here! You got all, all that stupid stuff going on." But God, that was. That's one of battling those freaking Johnstown townies with Jake Ely and <laughs> Ty Warner. Oh my god, that was a fun. <laughs> you know, me and Ty got so many stories, and uh, that's that's dude, that's a good one though. Yeah, though the thing that you know, all of our stories aside, what I miss the most, and I tell him all the time, is me and him this whole past year. We have this video game called Forza, and I'm not kidding you, like. I, this is the most memorable time in my college career where me and him would just stay up till three in the morning, you know, just talking about life. You know, he's got a kid on the way and, you know, I, I'm, you know, we knew this is our last like time. Right. Adult, and, like coming quick. And I try, and I try to preach it to everybody. I'm like, I know how much everything sucks, but like, don't wish your time away. Like I wanted season to be done. I want all that to be done. So like I try to cherish as much as possible, just, playing video games with them and laughing and you know just the the little things in life and that's what makes it and you know that those times are the times i remember forever with him because it was just so blissful you know no pressure of nothing we're just playing a racing game laughing cracking up and (laughs) you know that's this simple life man college kids right yeah and then not to mention all the the tattoo and we did between me and him that was my next question you're you're leading into all my questions with that love so i talked to justin waters in which you know the waters family well little ty waters and jordan and and obviously justin um you so i I come up to the i forget what gladiator practice i come to the gladiators and ty's got a cross on his ankle (laughs) and justin goes guess who gave him that i'm like who and I'm thinking the local tattoo artist in town is Dooner Shadowskis. He's like pretty, you know, pretty high end. Yeah. I'm thinking Dooner did it. 
you know, because it was solid. Yeah. He goes, Connor Craig did it. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. <laughs> I loved it. Talk about you giving all these cats tattoos, man, and you're a little inspiring tattoo artist, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's – I think that's my calling. I just got to commit to it. and You know, I got the money to back it now after – you know, being home for a few months. So I'm, I'm at that, I'm knocking on that door right now, but it all started with convincing Jacob Ely that I've tattooed before. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. Talk yeah. about you've never done it and you did it. Never. <laughs> I've never done it. I'm talking, I'm in finance class at UPJ and I'm texting Ty. I'm like, dude, look at this tattoo kit on Amazon for 50 bucks. Cause Ty was my roommate at UPJ. And I'm like, should I get it? He's like, hell yeah, you need to get that. And, you know, I'm I'm convinced. I'm starting to talk about. Yeah, I got my tattoo kit coming in. I I told Ely. He's like, wait, have you done it before? You know how naive he is. Like, right. you, of course. <laughs> so I'm I'm telling Ely. He's like, yeah, I tattooed in high school. I use a different gun though. It's so like I don't know how this tattoo gun works. So I'll have to see how it is. He's like, bro, I'll let you tattoo me. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Never done it before. Didn't know how to stick. I didn't know anything. I had no idea. I knew I I knew that I was tattooed, and that's it. I didn't know anything how a gun works. And I have him come over, and I do a little cross on his wrist. And I was like, "Ew, that's the first tattoo I ever did." He's like, "Shut up!" And, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I convinced him. And you know, at UPJ, me and Ty, we're just so bored. Basically, we just start tattooing ourselves. So I start, you know, I'm like, "Well, there's a time at Wheeling Jesuit. We all." watched the harry potter series at winter break and we were all like we got to get that to remember that week because it was really it was super enjoyable so i was like yeah i'm gonna tattoo that on myself because it's practice and i did it and then ty's practicing on himself (laughs) you need to ask about his arm it's a black box on his arm basically from him tattooing himself and it just it transcended you know it's a it's a talent and I got to West Lib. I'm like, well, maybe I can tattoo. Like then I did, you know, I did Ely's Gladiator tattoo, which you know started this trend of all the people wrestling at Gladiators get theirs because Ely found it, and that was my second tattoo I ever did, and it turned out pretty well. I was like, I was surprised when I'm doing it. I'm like, hey, this is this is actually looking like the picture. <laughs> you know, I can. So never- you've always had like a little artistic background. Yeah, I drew. Yeah, I was. I drew my whole life. I've always enjoyed art and drawing, painting, all that stuff. So I was like, if I can draw, I'm more than sure I can tattoo. <laughs> I wasn't sure, but I, I made it seem like it. And he was the first one to fall for it. So it ended <laughs> up working. And I'm like, hey, look at these. I did these. And I'm like, well, that's not bad. So over time, you know, I start getting better products, supplies, and all that stuff. And then now it's pretty much full go. You know, I'm not scared to do anything, and you know, it's it's been a lot of fun. And like I said, it might be something. Not might be. It's definitely gonna be something I'm gonna pursue because you know that's that's not work to me. I I get to draw. Well, my idea is I want to get a van and redo it and have a travel kit on the like do it in the van, but run a podcast out of it at the time of tattooing because now you're talking my language connor because people like this tattoo gone super quiet and i'm like when you tattoo or when you get tattooed at least me like i talk about the craziest shit we're laughing the tattoo artist 
and I'm like, why, like, why wouldn't I want to do that? Like, I can, like I said, I already travel. Why not do that? And you know, I'm not worried about making money. I want to have fun with it, and I would truly enjoy that. I'm like, you know what? And I've talked about it long enough. I just, I need to do it because that's something that would bring joy to my life, and you know, that's what my life's, that's what my purpose is now in life: just enjoy and have fun, smile. So. I think that's something I definitely got to do. Connor Craig, I love that idea. I love uh, passions, man. And I feel like uh, that's definitely one of yours. I could tell by the yeah. way you talk about it, your eyes are lighting up. It's good stuff, man. Good stuff for sure. And yep. I, there's nothing more incredible that Jacob Beely uh, was your first client. That is <laughs> absolutely incredible. Very, very fitting. Oh, man. I love you, Jake. I can't wait to have you on, buddy. It's coming soon. You're, you're my man. But, man, that is great. Uh, so let's move on to some rapid-fire questions, man. Uh, you talk about you love to eat. Uh, we've talked about it a few times today. Favorite food that you love to eat when, like, wrestling's over, you're not cutting weight. Obviously, you said you figured out you're not cutting weight too much anymore. Yep. But what's your favorite food? Skyline chili. Everybody knows it. Skyline chili is – it doesn't matter in season, out of season – I eat it three times a week. I got cans on my uh, fridge right now ready to be cooked with pasta. <laughs> do, you, do you know what it is? No. What is it? What are you talking chili. about here? They think it's crazy. I put I put a couple people onto it. It's okay. a little plate of pasta. It's called a three-way. It's a plate of pasta, and it's got it's Cincinnati famous chili. And you pour it on the pasta, and then you put the cheese on. Okay. And people are like, oh, my God. Like, that. who the hell would eat that? I'm like, you got to. Give it a chance. Give it and a chance. Growing up in Cincinnati, you're accustomed to it. That's what everybody eats. You're from Cincinnati. You know what Skyline Chili is. And I'm like, try it out. And a lot of people now like it, but I'm not kidding. You can ask any of them guys. They'd come in to my apartment. I have probably Skyline Chili sitting there, a little plate. I got a couple bites left. I got a steak with a few bites left, some rice sitting there. I got four drinks. I'm just – I can never finish a meal at once, but I would have a bunch of them throughout the day all at once. So it was like a constant little feast. It was the weirdest stuff. Dude, I love that. I mean, everyone has like, I've heard all different answers and I don't think I've heard the same answer twice, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Skyline chili, man. That's something different. Awesome. And you know what? I think I need a tattoo and I'll make you some, fu- some food and you can make me some Skyline chili and we'll call it a day. I got cans ready to go right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Uh, Who was your toughest practice partner? We've talked about a bunch of them over over this story. Give me your single toughest one. Uh, You can give me more if you have. No, I, I know. My single toughest, and a lot of people don't quite know, his name was Bailey Jenkins, my freshman year. You know, one of mine and Ty's best friends this day. He's that's my boy. Love him to death. And, you know, he didn't have the career that I had, but I had the freshman year that I had because of him. You know, he was a super strong, scrappy wrestler. And I drill with him every day. And he would he would always say drilling with me was the worst. And he hated it because it was so hard, but he never let it show. If I'm coming after him, he ain't backing down. He was just like me. So it was, it made, that started everything. Bailey Jenkins, he was by far the person I hated to wrestle the most because I couldn't score on him. And when I did, 
he is fighting everything else hard as hell, and he was a lot stronger than me. But we were the same weight, I think. But That's he wild. was, yeah. And, Bailey yeah. Jenkins, good stuff. No one, no one knows that name besides the Wheeling Boys, but he, he was a man. I like him. Yeah. And that man, I'm starting to like ingrain myself in some of these Wheeling Boys that you're talking about. They're all great dudes, all of them. Awesome. Nanny, yourself, Ty Warner, you man, just, just all solid dudes. Um, so. Favorite non-wrestling sport? Golf. Easy. My man. That's what I'm talking about. In high school, my dad was like, you need to go golf. And I'm like, why the hell would I golf? Like, that's a loser sport. Like, look at those guys out there, you know, making fun of them. And I, you know, I quickly, quickly changed my mind here when, you know, I started playing. I'm like, man, this is really fun. Then you start getting better and you're like, this is really fun. Yes. And now, like, with work. You know, I got to go out and make sure I don't look like an idiot playing against all these, you know, executives and whatnot. So I'm like, it's it's because it relates to wrestling because, you know, you're this is a game of millimeters. You got to be per- mental. Yeah. You have to have everything on point. And if you don't, you're not doing good. And then everything's going downhill. And that's how wrestling can be. So it's a really good transition now that I'm done wrestling where you know I can kind of pursue something to be you know, perfect. That I'll never be perfect, but you know, it's a constant chase where mm. the mental game it's how it's just everything. And that's what's really attractive to me. So golf, hands down. I love it, man. Great answer. Obviously, that's my favorite answer as well. Good stuff. Uh let's see here. Okay. Biggest influence on your wrestling career. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people's answer would be like their parents and mine was definitely my dad you know i a lot you know not a lot some people know like my relation with my dad and how wrestling was you know it was really hard a lot of people were like that so my dad was the biggest influence because you know as a kid you know he wanted me to be good and you know when you have that older mentality the adult mentality you you expect things to be done a certain way and you know, as a kid, you can't match that to reality. So I didn't do the things he wanted, you know, it'd frustrate him and then make me cry. And then I hated the sport, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, a core memory I have was, you know, the realization, like my, the year I won it, he's up in the stands. And, you know, after all those years of in your ear, cut weight, you know, you feel like it's never going to be enough. And, you know, after my semis match, when I won it, you know, you can, I was, I was crying on the mat, you know, I'm tearing up, I'm like head down and, you know, I hear him, I hear my dad's whistle, like it's very distinct, I've always heard it every match, whatever, I heard it, you know, I just remember like breaking down more and I'm like, you know, I'm at that moment, the semis is, when I won the semis, I knew I won it. And I was like, I did it, like, this is unbelievable, I can't believe I'm in this position and I heard his whistle and that was it for me, so I was that's what I needed. The old man. Well, that's how I love it, man. That's awesome. Yeah, there's nothing quite like uh getting uh getting your dad to be proud of you. There's something mm-hmm. special about that, man. No I doubt am. about it. Yeah. Uh all right, man. So I kind of end everyone the same way. Give me your most memorable near fall or pin you've ever been a part of as a wrestler or as a teammate. Oh most memorable pin. Oh man. Hmm. 
I think. Damn, that's a tough one. Because mm. I'm I'm the one guy to like. You know, I don't watch other people wrestle that often. Like, you know, when in your own little world. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm in the back, and I'm always, you know, I'm at the end of it. But most memorable pin. I think Colea had a pin his freshman year at Nationals. And I was watching it on the screen. It might have been Tall Americaners, right? I can't quite remember when it was, but mm-hmm. old freshman Colea gives a big flex. And, you know, it was like it it kind of lit up everybody. We're like, hell yeah. Like, you know, He's we can hammer, man. Yeah, he is. I think I can't remember exactly the kid he wrestled. But he he grabbed his kid's foot, and he just pulled all the way up and like crunched his kid and pinned him, and he just gets up and big flex, and you know, that was that was the start of Cole there, and that's probably the one that's the one that sticks out to me at least. I mean, there's so many. I five years of it, you're like I can't even remember what year I'm in. <laughs> right, I hear you, dude. Uh, anyone you want to thank or shout out before we end it? Coach Irwin. My boy Ty Warner. I mean, me and him, we talk on a daily basis about, you know, what he's doing and you know what we miss. You know, Ty, he, he's the one that pushed me to do what I did, and you know, I'm sure it helped him out with you know his career and what he did. And you know, I'm thankful, super thankful for that relationship and meeting his family and his friends, and you know, they're awesome people. So, I mean, there's there's too many people to thank. I don't. It's overwhelming, you know what I mean? When you try to sit back and think, like, how many people, like, you know, the Alberts family, there's just – it's too many. A big thanks to everybody. That's all I can say. I love it. Connor Craig, man of the people, good stuff. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm Absolutely. pumped to uh, see what your next move is. I'm definitely getting a tattoo appointment very Absolutely. soon with you. We're going to get the gladiator head on my arm. And uh, I'm going to beat your ass in golf, so that'll be fun too. And I'll bring the beer. I love it, man. Thanks so much for coming on. And thank you guys for listening to another edition of Near Falls with D-Hall.